0: Hello and welcome to Ticket to Fly News. I'm your host, Tom Kelly, and I'll be joined by ski jumping commentator Peter Graves. Each week, Ticket to Fly News will bring you international updates from the Wiesman Ski Jumping World Cup as the world's greatest athletes soar like birds through the still mountain air. In last weekend's opener in Wiesla, Poland, Austria and Germany dominated across a team and an individual event to kick off the World Cup season. The tour now heads on to the darkness of Ruka, Finland, coming up this Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I'm joined today by longtime Nordic sport commentator Peter Graves, and it was amazing. Fisk pulled this off. They got the opener down in Wiesla.
1: That's right, Tom. I think you've got to give the FIS an awful lot of credit right now. They're stepping into unknown territory. Uh, First World Cup of the season. No spectators, of course, at a hill that is usually choked with spectators, as they were back in August. But they did a great job, and a lot of the athletes I talked to said living in this kind of FIS bubble and kind of staying away from spectators and fans while it hurts them a little bit. They'd love to interact. Um, They feel pretty safe right now. So I think uh, kudos to the 5th for pulling it
0: off. Well, I know that the competitors were really looking forward to this weekend. They've been training In some fashion, all summer long through the pandemic and into the fall, the Grand Prix season was cut short with only one event, that in August in Višla. And what did it feel like for the competitors to be back in action finally?
1: You know, uh, we talked to Mackenzie Boyd Close and he was talking about the silence. The fact, you know, there's usually a a tremendous amount of noise generated by the fans, but now they're not there. And uh, he had some very thoughtful responses to what it was like, maybe allowing you, he said he missed the cheers, but maybe allowed you to focus in on a little more cerebral level. So it's been a long time away from competition, and we asked Germany's Karl Geiger about what it feels like to return.
2: That was really great for, for us. It was nice to compete again. Um, it was a long time ago since the last competition, and so we are really excited and happy and to, to stay on today's podium. And so,
1: yeah, we are, we are looking forward to tomorrow. Defending World Cup champion Stefan Kraft of Austria, who skipped the Grand Prix event at Wiesla last August recovering from injury, spoke to us about the popular venue and the challenge that the wind can play.
0: A great hill, always a little bit tricky with the wind. It sometimes uh, changes really fast between headwind and backwind, and so it's a little bit difficult, and you never know what happened exactly, but uh, it's a great hill and normally a great atmosphere, and, but it's always really well organized. Well, that was Stefan Kraft from Austria, a good weekend for Kraft, probably not exactly what he was hoping for, but certainly his team did well. Peter, this was really a matchup this weekend between Austria and Germany, Poland in the team event on Saturday, giving it a good go, but it was all down to Austria and Germany.
1: I don't think too many surprises Tom uh maybe that the Polish team wasn't on top at home but for new head coach of Austria Andreas Vidholzel uh boy it was a time when everything clicked and they in Germany I think are going to be fighting it out Uh, the
0: entire season it was interesting to watch the team from poland in the first round on saturday uh, poland was actually leading after the first three jumps and their superstar camille stoke uh, coming up but he faltered on his first round jump going just 118 and a half peter was that a surprise at all
1: i think a lot of surprise and uh, of course and no spectators there to cheer him on but uh, the polish team has a lot of depth so that was interesting we asked Kamil Stoke about the performance of the Polish team and the personal challenges he faced.
2: Yeah, I can say that uh, the competition was uh, on really good level, was standing on, on really high level. But uh, as a team, we did everything what we could to, um, to just do our best ski jumping. And I think we did a great job. Uh, third place is... Um, it's really good on the beginning of the season, but anyway, um, I was also struggling with uh, with some other things like uh, like headache or like really strong headache uh, during whole competition. So um, I just I just couldn't, you know, do my best ski jumping today. It was it was just more suffering and and fighting and struggling
0: uh, with uh, with the thing which I couldn't, uh, you know, control it. And that was Camille Stoke of Poland. In that first round in the team event on Saturday, Germany's Karl Geiger, the World Cup runner-up last year, went 131.5 in his first-round jump, and that helped Germany into a slim .7, less than a one-point lead over Austria after that first round. But boy, it really changed in that second round, didn't it?
1: It certainly did. Powerhouse Austria with Michael Haybach leading it off with a 131.5. Daniel Huber went 135. Stefan Kraft finished off at 127 meters to match Germany's Markus Eisenbeekler to give Austria an 8.7-point margin. Huber, dominant on the Austrian team. Geiger and Eisenbichler clearly showing strength for Germany. An incredible performance for World Cup Titleist Stefan Kraft, but definitely off his game a bit. We caught up with Stefan Kraft after the jump, talking about the importance of kicking off the season with a win for Austria. Yeah, perfect start for us
2: for Austria. First World Cup, uh, first victory, and uh, we had eight good jumps and, uh, yeah, really high level. uh, Congrats also to Germany and Poland. It was a hard fight.
0: So that was Stefan Kraft from Austria, the victors in the team event to open the Wiesmann Fiss Ski Jumping World Cup in Wiesla on Saturday. Sunday was the first individual event of the year on the 134-meter hill in Wiesla, and we expected that battle between Austria and Germany, and that's exactly what we got on Sunday.
1: Yeah, for sure, Tom, uh, and it was close and right down to the wire. Uh, in the first round, starting in 31st spot, Eisenbuechler went 137.5 meters, huge jump. Four jumpers later, the Austrian uh, Daniel Huber put it down even further at 138.5. Tough landing on the flats there. Ansi Llanasek of Slovenia went 136, but nailed the style points, Tom, to take the first-round lead. Austrian star Stefan Kraft was challenged by wind, finishing 32nd, and missed the cut of the top 30. And the wind caused a considerable
0: time hold. You know, it was interesting, Lanasek landing that long jump. We saw this all weekend as the jumpers got out to 136, 37, 38, long, long jumps on that hill in Wiesla. It was tough holding it together on the flats.
1: Oh, definitely. As we went to the second round again, and Tom coming down to the wire, Eisenbeekler, third after the first round, threw down a big, big massive jump, 134 meter vital jump to take the lead. Huber was up next and can only manage a 125.5, dropping into third behind Geiger. And the first-round leader, Ansi Lanasek, had trouble on his takeoff and only went 118 meters, dropping to sixth. Now, that gave the win and the yellow bib after the first event to Eisenbeekler. That's the second career win for him, but a marvelous performance for the German Flyboys during the week and especially for Eisenbeekler
2: yeah, It was a hard competition. It was really windy and uh, I focused on myself and trust myself and say, okay, make the normal things. Uh, do, do you make always? And uh, I think that's important. And uh, Steph said to me, uh, trust yourself and make only what you are ch- jumping in the, in, the, in the whole summer. And yeah. That was the, the, the key for today.
0: Peter, it was interesting to watch him uh, fly. And, you know, you knew right when he landed that one. I mean, he, it took all of his energy to land that jump. I mean, it was not a pretty telemark landing, but he somehow survived it and got that, uh, got that victory. And when Lanasek went off from Slovenia, he was the last jumper to go, the first round leader. Uh, he, he just had a sense that he really didn't have a chance. Iceland Bickler had that one in the bag.
1: Yeah, absolutely right, Tom. and uh, again, a great performance for uh, Daniel Huber. He left Wieslau thrilled with his performance, as he told us. Uh, yeah, really good. Um, I mean, I was uh, almost a perfect weekend for me. I had uh,
2: really great and long jumps, and i um, really happy about uh, my, my second podium in my career, so uh, I feel perfect. <laughs> I like the rhythm of the hill. I like the, uh, yeah, um, I just I, I like it and um, I, I have uh, lots of confidence when I come here because I had uh, some some great jumps here
1: um, a couple of years ago and so uh, it's always a good place to come. World Cup runner-up last season, Karl Geiger, showed that he'll be in the hunt, finishing second.
0: It was today a tough competition and windy competition, so you need also a bit
2: of luck. But my jumps were really good, and so I'm really really happy with with the second place today.
0: So a big weekend for Germany with Eisenbichler taking the win. Boy, it was all he could do to muster the energy to land that jump. Uh, He was down in the flat part of the hill, but uh, he summed it up. All of the strength he could, and picked up that victory. It was a good weekend for Canada as Mackenzie Boyd closed, tying his best World Cup yeah, ever, a top uh, Tom, 10 Just finish. amazing.
1: I, I've known Mackenzie for a long time. He's out of Calgary. Jumps of 126, and then a big one at 134 meters. Uh, he has worked diligently for a very long time, and it's starting to pay off now. And we caught up with Mackenzie Boyd clothes after the event. To, Check out how he was feeling. Mackenzie, first of all, uh, just a fabulous, fabulous weekend. Um, you must feel really encouraged by your jump in this weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was a really good start to the to the season for me. Uh, everything worked out. I got I got a little bit lucky, but you have to.
1: Well, I think when you're in the sport long enough, you sometimes get lucky, which brings me maybe to my next thought you have worked and trained diligently. Um, you tied your best ever result uh, with this past weekend in visla What are some to, sort of the elements that make it all come together? You've been working hard at this, and what happened this weekend maybe to take the next step?
2: Uh, that's, uh, that's a tough question to answer. I I think it all comes down to preparation, really, for any I, I, any high level event. If you're prepared well, then you have a much better chance of getting lucky kind of I've I've known that I had the ability to jump that far in a world cup for years now, but everything the 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 preparation for the season has just been really, really, really good for me.
1: And Mackenzie, this has got it. You're going to be traveling to Ruka, it's going to be a really different environment there. It's going to be really dark and I think really quite cold, but inside here between the ears, it's got to be a nice place to be right now from a confidence standpoint. you always known you could do it physically. And I'm thinking most of the time you thought you could do it mentally too. But I think that um, this gives you like an extra gear from an emotional standpoint. You know, it coming off a great weekend. So how do you think that would play? You looking forward to more good things at Ruka?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the upcoming weekend. And we're going to actually have a, the opportunity to stay there and train after the event is done. So that'll be really, really nice. We haven't had any training jumps on snow yet. So yeah, confidence is, is, is at a high level right now. But I'm trying to manage the expectations still. It's tough to navigate how, uh, you know, how that all works.
1: Of course, I understand. And this is such a, a, I mean, a historic, unusual open to a world cup season. We've just never seen anything like this COVID thing. Um, no spectators that we I was looking back to what was the August crowd there, little different than what was the, uh, crowd last weekend. Um, what is it like competing in this bubble?
2: Well, it's, uh, it's pretty calm actually. For the most part, when we are jumping and training, and uh, there aren't that many fans at the Hill, so it's a lot closer to what we're used to. It's more out of the ordinary for there to be 30,000 people screaming than for it to be an empty venue. So I think a lot of the jumpers, you know, it would be nice if there were stadiums full packed with fans, but it feels pretty comfortable.
1: Well, as somebody who's watched you and known you for quite a while now, um, I can't tell you how excited uh, uh, so many of us are. I am uh, for what you did uh, last week, and it was it was just a hoot to see. Wishing you all the best, Mackenzie. And uh, we'll talk again during this World Cup season.
0: Okay.
2: thank you so much, Peter.
0: So, a great event for Mackenzie Boyd Close of Canada, coming to us from his training base in Slovenia before he headed up to Ruka. So, Peter, as we head to the weekend, teams are boarding charter flights up to Finland. Uh, Many of the teams going direct from Vizsla, some going back to their respective training bases. Ruka, this time of year, is a great place to be, but it is dark up there, and winter has arrived finally. Up in the beautiful,
1: lapish country town, they say the whole... of santa claus up there and they are the world is going to go up for a big nordic weekend in a variety of disciplines uh it'll be a very different situation up there with cold temperatures and dark dark skies this time of year and now for more on ruka we turn to nbc nordic commentator chad samula who is at the jumps in
0: snowy ruka in finland it's colder than it's been it's been all rain for like the last several weeks and I think the organizers and everybody in Finland has been kind of worried about whether we're going to get winter. But it's cold, like my hands are freezing right now. Uh, temperature, wind is blowing here, they're making snow while they can. It's uh, probably about minus 7 Celsius, dropping down to about minus 9, minus 10 overnight. So it has turned into winter in Ruka. Uh, should be good conditions for jumping, the jumping hill is looking in good shape, behind me is uh, ready. It's full on winter in Ruka, uh, so bring on the World Cup season. Well, thank you, Chad Samla from Ruka, and a big event coming up this weekend. Uh, Peter, who should we watch this weekend up on the jumps in Ruka?
1: Well, I think based on what we've seen so far, uh, you've got to look at the Austrians and the German team to be on top. Uh, Norway had a young jumper, Halvor a Granarud, who had his best finish ever. I think the Norwegians can be better. I think you'll see the Poles in the mix and maybe Slovenia too.
0: Thank you, Peter. It's looking to be a great competition up at the RUCA Nordic event. It is a weekend of cross-country ski jumping and Nordic combined. If you're following the jumping, it's going to kick off on Friday with qualifying at 1645 Central European Time. Remember, it's one hour later in RUCA. Saturday, the first of two individual events, 1630 Central European Time. It's Sunday, wrapping it up at 1530. We'll be back each week with Ticket to Fly News. Thanks for joining us. For Peter Graves, this is Tom Kelly, your host for Ticket to Fly News.